listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled 12 wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. I have been looking forward to this day for so long. Um, something that we should all be aware of. Somewhat recently, there was a poll done, and they discovered that a shocking number of Catholics in the United States don't understand or don't believe that Jesus is truly present in the Holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And what's the, so shocking about this is that, that the Eucharist is at the very center of our faith. It's the source and summit of the Christian life. And uh, understandably so, the bishops were a little surprised, a little freaked out, like, how did this happen? And so uh, a number of very good bishops have started a new initiative, which is starting today, to do a Eucharistic revival, including our bishop here in Metuchen. They're having a mass in Eucharistic procession at the cathedral today. There'll be a, several years of events and prayers and catechesis and a, a refocusing on the central mystery of our faith, Holy Mass, the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, and what it means for us. And in 2024, there's going to be a huge National Eucharistic Congress, and it all begins today, which is so wonderful. Um, the diocesan website, Metuchen Diocese, and the U.S. bishops have put together a website where you can get details and programs and teachings, and, and uh, I'm sure here at the Shrine, this is a Eucharistic place we're going to be involved, and it all begins today. We're so excited for this new initiative, um, and you know, it, in Fatima, when the children saw the Virgin Mary in 1917, the year earlier, the, the children had seen visions of angels, and the angel brought them Jesus in Holy Communion. And they taught the, the children prayers, which we pray here, to pray to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. And even the two little ones, it, it seems that the angel gave them their first Holy Communion. Can you imagine receiving your first Holy Communion from an angel? Beautiful. And so we have beautiful devotion reverent masses here at the shrine we try and eucharistic adoration every day monday to friday and then on first fridays all night eucharistic adoration and 
In July, we're going to have a weekend of Eucharistic reparation, and you can get details about that on the back uh, table. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to use my homily as an advertisement, okay? But it's so exciting. And um, I'm just bursting at the seams. I, I would love to just take the whole afternoon to give you a class on the mystery of the Eucharist and, and what the Bible and what the church teaches us and what it might mean. But obviously, um, well, we're going to get into it a little bit, okay? Um, I was so excited when I was in the seminary, the very last year of seminary, you're almost a priest, you're getting ready, and you take a class, a whole class, just dedicated to the Holy Eucharist. And on uh, that year when I was in the seminary, we had a visiting professor, perhaps the greatest theologian in the history of America, Avery Cardinal Dulles, Cardinal Dulles, taught us that class on the Eucharist, and it was amazing. Every single day, it was like your head would explode. It was just like, wow. It was just such a deep and beautiful mystery that we were studying that semester. When the semester got over, we were so sad. We wanted more. Um, but then we got ordained, and then we started the ministry. So today is just such a beautiful and wonderful day um, to realize and understand this mystery of the Eucharist. Now, um, if, you, if you understand something very key and important in the Bible, and that is the idea of a covenant. Particularly in the Old Testament, the, the one word that ties together the whole theme of the story of the Bible is the word covenant. And it's the means by which God established his relationship with the people. Covenants establish relationships between people. You think of a husband and a wife entering into marriage, it's a covenant. They're now family. They're not just business partners. That's what a contract does. But a covenant is an exchange and a relationship of persons. And it's the one word that describes the whole story of the Bible, that God entered into a covenant. He wanted to make us part of his family. And now, as, as important as that word is, it's curious to note that in the New Testament, Jesus only uses the word covenant one time. And it's not because that for Jesus it wasn't important. Rather, it's because it was so important that the one place where Jesus uses the word covenant, it, it really gets your attention. It's almost like shining a spotlight on that moment. And it was at the Last Supper when Jesus instituted the Mass, the Holy Eucharist, when he said over the bread, this is my body, when he said over the wine, this is my blood of the covenant, the new covenant that had been prophesied by the prophets, that when the Messiah came, he would offer the, the final and definitive covenant with God. We would be adopted as God's sons and daughters, as his children. And Jesus chose to highlight this at the Mass, at the Last Supper. So at every Mass, when we come to the, the altar, we receive Jesus in Holy Communion, at its deepest level, it is a renewal of our covenant. It's a renewal of our relationship with God, our Father. This is beautiful. This is amazing. The presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Beautiful. And the way the church instituted this feast day today to give us an opportunity to highlight this aspect of the mystery and to focus and to respond to the mystery through prayer and devotion, the processions, the benedictions, 
the reflections on the meaning of this august mystery. It is beautiful. So, brothers and sisters, um, one idea which I'd like to share with you in particular that I find so fascinating in the early days of the church, when Mother Church was developing the liturgical life, there was an interesting idea where the church felt that the sun was a natural symbol of Jesus. And in English, this works wonderful because in English, the word sun, S-U-N, that's the ball of fire in the sky. And then the son of God, S-O-N, it's, it's, it feels like it's the same word, right? But it's spelled differently. But in the early church, they saw the rising of the sun as a natural symbol of the resurrection of Jesus. And we know that in, um, for example, the transfiguration, when Jesus appears with Moses and Elijah, and we're told he was shining like the sun. And um, so we have this idea as, as the sun rises. And because of that, in the early days of the church, they developed the practice at Holy Mass that the priest and the people during Mass would be facing together towards the east. Because in the east is the direction from which the sun rises every morning. And it was a beautiful devotion. It was connected to a, a sense of a natural symbol that what the sun is for the earth, God is for all of us. And But here's the interesting thing. When the priest and the people were facing east in the direction of the rising sun during Mass, when the priest raises the host, when he says over the bread, this is my body, and when the priest raises Jesus for, the, for you to look upon and to adore, it feels like a sunrise. How amazing is that? The church put that together in the development of her prayer and liturgy. And um, we know that it is the same God who created the earth. He created the sun and the moon and the stars. We now understand that from all eternity, when God created that, he had the Eucharist in mind. And we know that the wheat that becomes bread and the grapes that become wine because of the sunlight and the water, the very substance that he used expresses the mystery. He wants to nourish us and provide for us. This is amazing. This is beautiful. Um, so I want to conclude with a little quote from Mother Teresa and then a little story from my own life. Um, one of our priests um, has a, a great love for Mother Teresa. I got to meet her a few times. She spoke here at the shrine. I don't remember what year, but we have photographs of it. And um, Mother Teresa, obviously a contemporary saint, and she said something very beautiful, which I'd like to share with you about the Eucharist. So one of our priests would often give a talk about the Eucharist, and he would tell the people, when you look upon the image of the cross, when you look upon the image of the crucifix, which we always have at the altar for Mass, you see Jesus. You see him there, but he's not actually there. It's it's wood, it's plaster, it's, it's an image, it's a reminder, it's an icon. You see him, but he's not really there. And when you see the host, you don't see him. It looks like a piece of bread, but he's really there. 
We think of that story of the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus when the risen Jesus walked with them, but they didn't recognize him till he explained the scriptures to them. And then when he broke the bread, which was the language of the mass in the early church, he disappeared from their sight, but they recognized him. It has an overtone of the Eucharist. We recognize his presence even though we don't see him in the host. And that's where the quote from Mother Teresa comes in. She would tell people, when you look upon the cross, you're reminded of how much he loved you then. All those years ago when he offered himself on the cross for our sins, when you look upon the host, you're reminded of how much he loves you now. The real, true, crucified and risen, living Jesus Christ present in our midst as the true Emmanuel, God is with us. How amazing is that? So beautiful. So just to conclude with a little story, um, when I was a young friar um, ministering there in New York City, one day we had a youth retreat in Brooklyn, and uh, we were so excited to go there. I was not a priest yet, I was just a brother, and um, in the youth retreat, we were going to have Eucharistic adoration, like we will here soon. And uh, the church was packed, and there were all sorts of people there, and I got to sit in the front row, so right here in the front row, and as we got ready for adoration, the priest rang the bell, and he starts to come out with an altar boy. And much to my surprise, this altar boy looked exactly like me when I was a kid. I was in shock. It was like a, my doppelganger. You know, like a twin who you're not really related to. I'm from Indiana. He was from Brooklyn. So I doubt we're related to each other. But I, I just was, I couldn't believe it. This little altar boy looked just like me when I was a kid. And I was an altar boy as a kid. And as the priest came out with the altar boy and I, and I had this experience, the Holy Spirit led me to start meditating upon my childhood and my memories of serving as an altar boy. And the priest brought Jesus and the host onto the altar, and I was just overwhelmed with a sense of God's love, God's grace, and all these years later, I was in a friar, and I had got a religious vocation, and I was just, I was crying of just the joy and the beauty of knowing his nearness, knowing his grace at work in my life, knowing his tremendous love, which is just overpowering. And as I knelt there, in thanksgiving for this grace that had been triggered by seeing this altar boy that looked just like me when I was a kid, and the priest, so I'm not claiming this is something supernatural, but the priest had the incense. You know, on the top of the incense, there's little holes when you uh, incense. And so as the priest was incensing Jesus and the host, some of the smoke came out of the thurifer, and right in front of my face, it formed a perfect heart and then dissipated. And I, I just could not believe it. The, the, this little grace, I know, throwing smoke through a hole, eventually there'll be a heart shape, so I'm not claiming this was something supernatural, or was it? But at that moment, when I was in the midst of giving thanks for all the graces of the closeness of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist to have this experience of this little incense of, of heart right in front of me 
and then dissipated just, just a tremendous and beautiful grace. So brothers and sisters, I think our hope and our desire today in the church, the way that we come together to celebrate today's feast day, the church's hope and desire is that each one of you would become more deeply aware of the Lord's love for you and how he wants to come close to you, each one of you, particularly in the Holy Eucharist. So when we come forward for communion today, I invite all of us to come forward with a greater sense of reverence, a greater sense of awe and wonder at what it means to, to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in Holy Communion, coming forward with gratitude, with joy, and with reverence for this great mystery which the Lord is celebrating in our midst this day. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans